Oh, snap, snap, snap. The world is finally waking up to the crap that's baked into and sprayed on kibble dog food. No longer can commercial pet food manufacturers fool us with pretty pictures and false promises. This is the raw dog food truth. The view and opinions expressed on this podcast are not intended to replace medical advice. Before starting any raw diet, do research, ask lots of questions, and consult your vet. Well, hello, raw feeders. I am Dee Dee Mercer Moffat, the CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business and we're friends. Don't let friends feed kibble. Well, it's Wednesday. That's hump day. That's Dr. Judy Jasek Day. Good morning, Dr. Jasek. Good morning and and happy hump day. Hump diddy hump, as you say. Right, right, right. <laughs> hump diddy hump. Well, how does it feel, Dr. Jasek, being awarded the game changer uh, from Dr. Karen Becker. You're a game changer. Now I knew that. I don't know what took Becker so long to get around to recognizing you, but, uh, but that's awesome. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, that was, you know, it was actually nominated by one of my clients. I don't think Karen Becker knows me from anybody else, but well, she does now because we had an interview, but um, you know, one of my clients, uh, nominated me. Um, one of uh, my clients had a kitty that we treated for cancer and the cat, he's actually moved away. He's in a different part of Colorado. So I don't see him anymore, but we ended up helping him get all set up with ozone equipment before he left. Cause he's down, uh, Pueblo, I think, or something in more of a remote area. So he wanted to get set up to, you know, keep doing some treatments on his kitty who was doing very well. And, um, from what we hear continues to do well. And he really credits, um, you know, the treatments that we did here. And um, so we helped him get set up so he could continue doing that at home. And then um, he heard about the game changer program and it, it was a client nominated thing. And so he nominated me. And then um, basically we just do a little interview with Dr. Becker about, you know, what, how I came to do what I do and what my philosophies are in practice and, um, so it's good, you know, it was different because usually things that I do are more, you know, instructional and informational. This was more just, uh, talking about me and how I got to, um, or came to practice the way I practice. So, but it's, it's been good. And I think, I think, you know, I'm always appreciative to do things like that because it just helps get the word out because bottom line, we, we have to get more, more people aware of, what health is. And, and as I said, you know, um, Karen, at the very end, she said, what, what's the one message you want to send, send out. And I said, you know, that, that health is the natural state. And if, if our pets are not healthy, it means that something is going on that's disrupting that because the body knows how to be healthy and health and homeostasis and balance is the natural state. And if we're not, if we don't have that, then we need to look at what we're doing to interfere with that. And I still feel that's, that's key. And that's what we need to be doing. And we need to be making people more aware of what's making pets sick. And so, so I'm always grateful for those opportunities because the more awareness we can raise, then the more we can help pets stay healthier. Yeah. You know, we talk about this all the time, but I'm I'm still amazed, Doctor Jasek, that uh, pet parents will ask me. Well, you know, my dog's just kind of 
not uh, wanting to eat the raw right now. And so I always have to ask, what just happened? Well, mm-hmm. they just got their rounds of vaccine and yeah. they just got their flea and tick and their heartworm. And, you know, I say, if you put poison in the body, your body probably is not going to want to eat. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but I don't, there again is that disconnect. Here's real food, a food that an animal was created to eat. It doesn't have synthetics. It doesn't have uh, the fake stuff. It's not cooked. It's not HPP. It's not, you know, it's real food. And that's worrisome to them, but they don't look at the poison they just put in their dog from the vaccine. Can you imagine? I mean, I think about my body. What would my body feel like as a human being if I just put some poison in there, you know, the flea and tick and the heartworm, and then I get it injected into my veins as well? I'm thinking, Man, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't feel like eating either. But the, but there is a total disconnect. Mm-hmm. I know, and that's indoctrination, you know, by the the conventional vets and people just been taught to believe that this is how you keep your pets healthy, and that vaccines are the way to keep your pets healthy. In, instead of acknowledging that the the body's natural state is health, and that the, the pets can be healthy if we don't disrupt that um you know it's the paradigm has just become well we have to rely on medicine we have to keep going to the doctor and and you know you get sick and you don't think about well what can i do to help myself or help my body or even to help my pet it's like no i got to go to the doctor i got to go to the vet and i got to get the bottle of pills and i got to get the shot and i got to get the something that's going to make my pet better it's like we really need to get out of that mindset. It's that's, I think where all this stems from, we have to take a step back and say, no, my pet knows how to be healthy. How can I support my pet in getting back to health rather than just this knee jerk reaction of going in and getting the prescription and those medications just keep making pets sicker and sicker and sicker. You know, I just last week had another new client two-year-old dog diagnosed with lymphoma and seeing this two, two. Yeah. And, uh, I just, we have, sadly just lost a patient who was a golden retriever. I think it was, I've been working with them for a few months, but the dog succumbed to the lymphoma. It also diagnosed around three, three years old, two, three year, two and three-year-old dogs. Like cancer used to be in it was bad enough that when we used to say, I mean, just a few years ago, we were saying, um, you know, like 50% of dogs over 10 years of age are going to get cancer. Now we're seeing two and three-year-olds like what, this should be the biggest wake up call ever. Come on. We've got to look at what we're doing and we are making pets sick. Pets aren't just getting sick on their own. It's not just genetics. It's not just because it's a golden retriever and golden retrievers get lymphoma. No, not at two not at two. The pets are being poisoned and we live in a toxic world. You know, we can't control everything that's in the air and the water and the things that your pet's going to sniff up or eat when they're out and about, but it makes it even more important to control the things we can control, such as good nutrition and then not poisoning their bodies with vaccines and other pharmaceuticals. Well, and what we need to learn to control, Dr. Jasek, is our fear around our animals 
Because that's where I see people get tripped up. Well, if I don't give my dog this, they're going to be sick. And, and, or they're going to contract rabies, or they're going to do this, or they're going to do that, you know? And um, I, I, I think I said this on another podcast, but I had a gentleman get really angry with me because he made the statement on next door that if you uh, scratched yourself, and it's a long story, scratch yourself with a um, mountain lion's claw, paw, right? Their claws, then you could contract rabies. And I said, well... That's hmm. not possible, <laughs> right? That's not possible to get rabies. Now, they, they were saying if you shot an animal and you weren't supposed to shoot an animal, you could, you know, make it look like they attacked you by scratching your own skin. And that's when this comment was made about rabies. And I said, that's that's not the way rabies works, if if it's even a thing, right? But I didn't right. go there. Um and of course, that made this man extremely mad uh, so that he was calling me Madam Biologist. Oh, I said, yes, uh, no, not a biologist, sort of educated in the <laughs> in the in the science. But it, it is just this fear factor that causes people to be um, nonsensical. Right. Nonsensical. If if you understand poison and the problem is we don't put the or or there's not that visual there's not the um, skull and crossbones on these vaccines on these flea and tick and on the heartworm they they have pretty pictures they have dogs that look very mm-hmm. healthy and that they're out having fun but they are poison yep yep they're neurotoxins the flea and tick i mean there are neurotoxins i mean natural things don't kill things. So if you're putting something on your dog that's killing insects, that's that's going to be having some effect on that dog's body. It it can't not have have an effect because it's it's killing things. You know, the natural things that we recommend for fleas and ticks and mosquitoes are are repellents. They're not killing anything because natural things don't kill very well, you know, but they can repel, you know, your stronger smelling essential oils like citronella or eucalyptus or lemongrass, you know, the bugs then don't recognize that that's an animal there because of all these other smells that sort of masks them. So, so the bugs aren't as attracted to them, but things that kill things are going to harm your dog. There's just, there's just no two ways about that. Right. And, and when we look at the conventional approach to cancer, which, which is what makes you a game changer. Um, the conventional approach is that cancer is a disease that is separate from the animal, right? So we're just going to cut it out. We're going to take that out. We're going to remove it. And that's not the way that you look at cancer, right? So cancer is a whole body. What's going on with the whole body? Right. Right. Doctor, and and yeah. recognizing that the that the body does have the ability to at the very least manage and sometimes eliminate cancer with the correct support. We don't achieve that in every case, but I I have seen it happen and I have seen many cases where we can make cancer manageable at least for you know some period of time. We don't know. Some pets depending on where we're starting and what the pet's history is, it may be weeks, it may be months. I've seen cases where it's years. So I 
I know it's possible. It just depends on the circumstances that we're starting with. Well, and, and the, the thing about it is, is like, okay, let's talk about these tumors, right? So people first identify a tumor. Do, do you believe that a tumor is the body's way of getting the trash out? That's maybe one of the first signs that the body isn't flowing in the way that it should. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, even in, in traditional Chinese medicine, in, in Chinese medicine, a tumor is, is stagnation. It's, you know, there's, there's stagnant energy there. Now, whether the body, so the body's dealing with something and yes, I think toxicity does play a role. Now, whether is it the body is trying to detox or the body's walling off toxins or parasites, or, you know, there's lots of different theories about what causes the body to, to form tumors. But I do think that toxicity, yeah, plays a role. I think toxicity probably these days plays a role in pretty much any illness that we see any, any symptoms. There's some, some degree of, of toxicity there. Um, and, and I, I would even put stress in that. I, I see, you know, so, so many work with so many like itchy skin dogs and, you know, recognizing more and more part of that can be emotional. You know, they're, they're, they're stressed. They're, you know, taking on their people's energies, whatever the people got going on in their life and toxic emotions can also have a, uh, or play a big role in the formation of disease. It's not just, it's not just chemicals. Yeah. Well, goodness knows we're all stressed. Everyone's stressed. You've got a heightened level of fear, uh, confusion, right? A lot of people say to me, I don't know who to believe. I don't know who to believe. And I, I say, well, I can't help you um, figure that out, right? You have to decide what path you want to walk. And that that path for me should be contingent or is contingent upon what is the success rate of your methodology, your, you know, ability to, to look outside of the box. Well, what is your success rate? You know, what are you doing? So I'm probably not going to follow, not probably, I'm not going to follow people who continue to believe that putting poisons in a body will heal you, right? Um, killing all your white blood cells, which is what chemo does, right? Kills right. kills the white blood cells. And, and so then you have to take another shot to get those white blood cells up again. Now, I don't know if you understand this, Dr. JC, but can you really do that? You kill off the white blood cells and then you get a shot to increase your white blood cells. How does that work? Uh, not very well. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't think you can't destroy a natural function in the body and then just give something else to make up for that. I don't, I don't see that working or, or maybe there would be a benefit. It would be temporary. It's like if you have a dog that say had, had a bleed, say you take a hemangiosarcoma patient that, that a, that's a tumor that bleeds and it bled into the abdomen and it's very anemic. Well, you can give that pet a blood transfusion and they are, they are going to feel better and they, you know, are, but, but if you don't correct the body's, you know, ability to, well, it's, it's the blood loss. You have to stop the blood loss. In that case, it's blood loss that caused the anemia. So if you don't, if you can't correct that, in other words, that tumor keeps bleeding, you'd give all the transfusions that you want. 
and you're not correcting that underlying problem, you're not going to have good long-term results. And, you know, I see that as the same thing. You're going to wipe out this natural process in the body and then try to build it up where you're still building it up artificially and you aren't fixing anything. It's just going to be um, a temporary fix. And yeah, the pets just get, just get sicker and sicker. I, I, I have the, um, or my biggest challenges in treating cancer patients are the ones that have had chemo. We just don't have as good results. And they just, because their bodies just can't respond to natural treatments because of what you just said, you're wiping out their ability to respond and their ability to heal and help manage the, the cancer. And, you know, the natural stuff just doesn't work very well. So that's kind of, kind of the same thing. Like if you're killing off the body's ability to, to deal with the cancer and you're trying to build it up at the same time, um, doesn't usually work out so well. Right. So instead of weakening the body, uh, the, the more scientific and rational approach is to strengthen the body so that your body has the nutritional tools to fight the cancer. Um, but we don't see that. I mean, we see it with the things that you do. I think that there are some holistic vets out there. Uh, Patricia Jordan, Jody Gernstein, uh, D. Bianco, um, you know, everybody. And and nobody in that camp is saying, uh, do these um, treatments that weaken the body. Nobody is saying that. And certainly none of them are saying, hey, let's just go ahead and feed a uh, kibble diet. Right. right. No, none of them are saying that. And yet I have folks that contact me all the time and say, well, I have to be, you know, I don't know if I can feed raw. Um, my dog has cancer and my vet is really, you know, cautioning me about feeding my dog a raw diet. And one of my neighbors, I just, uh, they're transitioning their dog this morning. Uh, I took him over food last night. They have two Weimar Reiners. Mm-hmm. One was having seizures all the time. And so they did do this brain surgery on this dog and he's been on phenobarbital. Um, and she said to me, well, you know, we kind of talked about raw to our vet and, and they said, because of his seizures, he probably shouldn't have raw. And I said, what, what does that have to do with it? Why, why would you continue to put substandard food in any dog, any dog that has an illness that makes zero sense right. to me because what they're doing is working so well, right? Because their dog is in optimal health with what they're doing. So let's just keep doing it. Like, <laughs> how does that make any sense? I don't, I don't, I don't know. You know, Neely and I have this thing that we say, what does that mean? When people say what, you know, my dog doesn't do well on the right. What does that mean? What yeah. does that mean? When we have to ask that question. What does right. that mean? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I think, I think it's more that the humans are hesitant about it. And so I, I swear I've, I've worked with some people that just, they just have in their head for whatever reason, they don't want to feed raw and they will always find something wrong with it, or it's not agreeing with their dog or, you know, they'll find some reason why it doesn't work or they don't, they don't want to pay extra money or whatever the reason is they don't want to do it they'll find a reason why it doesn't agree with the dog. And then they've got most of the veterinary profession backing them up. Well, my vet said I can't, you know, my dog had pancreatitis once six years ago. So they said I can't feed raw. 
something like that, you know? So unfortunately they have the, most of the conventional vets backing them up on that, even though it is, it is all, you know, un, unfounded. Yeah. This, this, one of the reasons that they are switching they have um, a Weimariner who, you know, I've watched him from a puppy. He's about a year old now. This dog can't gain weight. You can see his mm-hmm. ribs. He has the sloppiest poops ever. And I said, just give me a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, well, are you sure? I said, just give me a week. Right. Um Number one, he's not digesting his food. He's pooping it out. Look, I can see his ribs and he's not. She said he's starving all the time. I said, exactly. He is starving. He's not getting the proper nutrition and he's and he's just pooping it out. Right. And um, so I'm excited to see these are the, the these are the type of pet parents that are fun to get on the raw diet because I said, take pictures and um you know, let's journal a little bit about what's going on because um, this will fix it, right? It's just the inappropriate food that keeps getting pushed and pushed and pushed. And, I, you know, pet food industry, I was looking at some of the stuff that they were, some of the webinars, they were, again, on the coloring. They're like, how to put coloring in your food that is safe. Well, how about we just don't color it? Like, why do we have to color it? Do you think the dogs care? I mean, they're not even looking at the food. They're smelling it. And then they're like gobbling it down. They're not, they're not, they don't care what color it is. That's, that's for the, that's for the humans. Yeah. It's, it's for the humans. And, you know, so cancer is, is a, is a big thing. Um, You're seeing it younger and younger. Um, I was reading some articles and they were saying that 50% or half of the deaths of dogs over the age of 10 come from some form of cancer. Now, Dr. Jasek, we should be waking up and saying, what is it that is happening with all of these dogs? What is the common theme, right? It's not hard. You and I see a common theme all the time. Inappropriate food, flea and tick, mm-hmm. heartworm, vaccinations, um, antibiotics, metronidazole for just no damn good reason, right? Because your dog happens to be trying to get something out of his body for a day or two, right? So it's just like if 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 we cannot get that message through, right, to our pet parents, then I, I guess you're very likely going to be one of these 50 percenters. Yeah. And younger and younger, like you said, you know, we just saw a dog two years old, um, newly diagnosed with lymphoma. And, and, you know, it's sad enough when it's, it's taking the lives of older pets, but when these young animals that should just be full of life and vitality and have many, many years ahead of them are succumbing to cancer, it's like, come on, we have to look at what they're doing and and what we're doing, what, what's going on, what, you know, connect the dots. That's why I always ask, you know, vaccine history, medication history, supplement, all these things we talk about because it does all play a role. And, and, it, you know, if, if we want something to be, you know, showing up differently, we have to do something differently, but the, the majority of the, 
veterinary profession, they don't see it that way. They're not doing, they're not doing that. They just keep doing the, the same old stuff. I mean, that's why, you know, I got into this, you know, more holistic approach because I just saw what, what we're doing is not working. And in fact, pets are getting sicker. So we need to take a look at what we're doing. And I'm not seeing my raw fed, minimally vaccinated patients getting cancer at two years old. That, that isn't happening. So, you know, we must be doing something right here, despite what the rest of the profession would like to say. Well, and uh, when is the last time that you've looked at the the vaccinations? Meaning, have do they get to change, Dr. Jasek, what goes into these vaccinations without ever telling you? Do they oh, get I'm- to add more bromelain or more uh, not bromelain uh, formaldehyde and and all that kind of stuff? Mercury. I mean, can they change it just on a whim? They can do whatever they want. There's nobody watching that industry. Nobody's watching, especially the vets. Nobody's. You know, you 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 get a. Um, you know, vets are used to ordering certain vaccinations and they just keep ordering them from the same company. And you bet they can change their ingredients all the time. Nobody's nobody's looking. They don't have to tell you that they're using different preservatives or now they're using mRNA technology that's probably never been used in, in pets. I And I, I mean, I can't prove this, but because I've been seeing more and more ads in, say, the last six months of new vaccine technology, I believe deep down inside that's where these new cancers are coming from because it's this new technology that's never been tested in pets. They have no idea what the effects are going to be on the pets. It's a big science experiment and our pets are are suffering because of it. And I I really do think that's a big thing. And yeah, you unless you are questioning your veterinarian, hey, are, are you using one of these new vaccine technologies or using one that's been around 10 years, because I would say if you're going to do a vaccine, that I recommend vaccines, but I would do one that's old technology, not new technology, because I'm just certain that that's where some of these new, more aggressive and just bizarre cancers, you know, they talk about this in people that have had the COVID shot, that they're seeing rare, aggressive um, like turbocharged cancers. I'm seeing the exact same thing in pets. So mm-hmm. coincidence? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Well, it, it certainly um, it it should give you a cause for pause, right? Pause right. and and question. But if if we blindly if we blindly go in and keep doing that thing, and we're telling you we're seeing this all the time. Uh, th- there's nothing else that we can really do, you know? So, so I do see this, I want this, but I don't want that. And I I want my dog to be healthy, but I don't want to buck the system. And, and, and we just have to say, good luck with that. Yeah. There's a time where I think, you know, you, you have to buck the system. How are things ever going to change? If you just sit and say, well, this isn't right and this isn't fair and that, you know, you're making my pet sick. Okay. So what are you going to do about it? You got to start pushing back and saying, Hey, this, this is not right. Start. If you want, if you want these rules to, 
to go away and so that your pets can, you know, get medical care without having current vaccines, you're going to have to start pushing back. It, that's the only way things are going to change because the system is just is like out of control with these ridiculous vaccine mandates for for care. It's just so hard for people to even get in places without having current vaccines. They're requiring them without even examining the pet, which I think is highly negligent. I would even call it malpractice, but that's, that's the status quo. So they can get, they can get away with it. But if you don't start pushing back, things are not going to change. It is the pet parents that will make a change. It is not going to come from the veterinary profession. I pretty convinced. I, I am hearing from and talking to more and more veterinarians that are interested in, in holistic health and holistic care for their patients. And I think that's awesome, but that isn't going to change what's going on currently in the profession. That that has to come from the pet parents pushing back. It's the only way it's going to change. Yeah. And you can vote with your dollars. And we do know mm -hmm. that that does have an impact. And speaking of impact, Dr. Judy Jasek is a game changer. Okay. That is why you've got that award. And I think that people sometimes just need someone else to um, to be their mentor. Right, Dr. Jasek. I mean, they the, people are contacting you. Vets are contacting you, saying, "How did you do it? Um, how do you get over the fear? How do you um, treat animals or do medicine the way that it was meant to do?" And and if they're new coming out of school, maybe even if they're veterans, uh, they just need somebody to help them in that way. And that's something that you can do if you're a vet out there listening. Uh, Dr. Judy Jacek, you can find her at ahavet.com. Um, she can mentor you, get you in a program that will really help dogs, right? And then you will be that person that will help somebody else. And this is how we make it grow. Um, mm -hmm. Yep, yeah, we're up against a huge, um, a a huge narrative that is that that is not in your pet's favor. I would just say that. It's not in your pet's favor. It's not. We've seen it. How can we have half of the deaths of dogs over the age of 10 um, have cancer? How can we have one and two-year-old dogs cancer? What is going on? Ask the question. And if you have any hesitation, don't do it. Don't do it. You've got to come to the realization that poisons in the body do not strengthen the body. Get over right. your fear of flea and tick and heartworm. There are alternatives to putting poisons in the body. And, you know, trust trust your gut. You know, you, you said earlier, Dee Dee, people don't know what to believe. I think if you really go inside and you really pay attention to what's your gut telling you, what's your heart telling you, I think you do know what to believe. You just have to tune into that. It's it's when you're in your head and, you know, we're in, I mean, and I get the same way, you, you know, we, we have so much information coming in through the internet and all the, all the media We're exposed to so much stuff. It's just, you just get information overload. But if you take a step back and spend a few minutes, just getting out of your head and like, okay, what does my gut tell me? I, I can't tell you how many people I have heard over the years say, I knew I shouldn't have given that vaccine. I just knew it was wrong. I knew my pet didn't want it. And now they're sick. So I think you do know if you tune into that and trust it, you know, we've, 
I think been conditioned in our culture to believe the information coming in and not trust our gut and trust our hearts. And I think if we go back to that, you will find where the truth is and, and you will know it. You, you just have to go back there and you have to trust it and believe in it. Amen. 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 I like it. <laughs> All right, everybody get over to uh, a vet.com. Get a second opinion. That's your first step in healing your pet. Um, you've got to get the substandard food out of the diet. That's all kibble. I don't care how much you're paying for it. Uh, you're just you're just paying a lot of money for substandard food. That's it. That's it. There is no premium kibble. Uh, there is no premium canned food. Um, if you look at all of these holistic vets, they're all saying get your dog on a fresh whole food diet. They're not saying, hey, let's do hydrolyzed protein or let's do uh, this gastrointestinal hills or royal canin. Um, that's not what holistic vets are saying. Um, and they're saying it for a reason because trust me, they can make a lot more money in the other direction. All right. So get over to rawdogfoodandcompany.com. Go to our I'm Overwhelmed page. Fill that form out. We'll help you get started. Because here at Raw Dog Food and Company, your pet's health is our business and friends. Don't let friends feed kibble. We'll see you soon, everybody. Bye-bye. Oh, snap. snap. Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com, where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business. Just snap.